Today's episode of the Natural Habitat Podcast is brought to you by YouTube, YouTube, YouTube. That's right. Our YouTube page, Natural Habitat Podcast, is now on R-tube? YouTube. It's called RTube. RTube. RTube DTube. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> and uh, you could go there and you could find daily uploads from us all year long. All year? All of 2017. Daily Dang. uploads. Even if, even if myself and Joey here die today, I got a kill switch and it's just going to keep uploading episodes all year. Wiki shows. So it's over, no matter what. So go there. We're putting up our entire archive as well as all kinds of new visual flavor. There's visual stuff coming out every single day at YouTube. So go check it out. Subscribe. Give us some likes and comments. Share some videos and help us grow that channel. Bada boom. Today, I think you can already tell what we're doing today. We're forcing it up. That's right. We are going to flex the force, and we are going to look into some of these Star Wars fan theories that are out there on the internet. I've been reading them. You've been reading them. The world sees them. And we're going to address that shit and find out how real it is, how deep it goes, which ones are justified, and which ones are just meth heads that had too much time on their hands. Let's see. You ready? Yep. Let's do it. Okay, so the next time that you guys hear that theme song, it's going to be Star wars out more than it already is. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be way better. I don't know if you heard any of that Foley art that just went down, but <laughs> that was pretty much a blueprint for what we're going to do. <laughs> we are going to recreate that later. <laughs> yeah, it's going to happen. So next time on the show, tune in for that. <laughs> but today, we are here at the Natural Habitat Podcast. My name is Mikey Booyah. My name is young skywalker i don't know which one so i just say young young i'll figure it out as i grow old you know what speaking of figuring things out i gotta figure out your levels here because you are a little quiet my friend who you calling quiet you are coming in a little quiet where's my damn mixer at you going quiet there it is that's a little bit better who you calling quiet (laughs) you i was calling you quiet I was like, hey, man, you're a little quiet. We call the name. All right, so today what I'm going to be doing is mixing up my movies. Uh, I'm going to be mixing up my characters. And I'm also going to get a little bit lost in the sauce of the Star Wars universe because the Star Wars universe is huge. Huge. And it just keeps building every day. So big. Every day. All the days. So don't be such a Jen asshole about it. Don't be such an asshole, Jen. <laughs> uh, all right. So this all started. Like, I mean, there's been Star Wars theories forever. Ever since the first movies came out, people have been like, oh, maybe this, maybe that. And uh, when The Force Awakens came out, there was a whole slew of theories. Most of them focused on Ray. And what's going on with Ray, right? And yeah. uh, the one that really did it for me is, it looks like it's the first one we're going to get into. It's the first one on this list. And that is Darth Jar Jar. So I saw this video. I was talking about a theory that Jar Jar Binks is some sort of Sith Lord, has the Force, and is kind of like a, like a plant, like a spy, kind of manipulating shit. And uh, I was like, okay, whatever. That just seems like a weird reason to justify a character that everybody hates. And then 
I started watching this video and this dude explaining it, and he does a lot of things like uh, like forced jumps, crazy ass jumps that are fucking thirty feet up in the sky and shit. Yeah. Uh, he does a lot of like like hand manipulation every once in a while. It kind of looks like he's moving his hands weird. But the main thing was the force speaking. Yeah, that shit was um, so obvious once they pointed it out. Right? But uh, It was almost but. too obvious to where I thought it was fake. When I saw the YouTube video, I was like, okay, somebody faked this. And they're just like in video editing school and moved Jar Jar's mouth and made it look clean. You know what I mean? So I went back and I watched the prequels, which I was never a fan of per se. I mean, I liked them, but I was never like, oh, those are my favorite movies of the greatest movies in the world. But now they kind of are. They're up there because I watched them again and they're fucking super dope. And I watched it in the movie. I watched Jar Jar move his mouth at the exact same time as other people spoke. Yeah, so so that's one of the coolest parts about um, these fan... Uh, theories and everything because they inspire you to go back and watch the movies again. Just exactly, like that. yeah. And then, so it sucked you in. It did its job, unbeknownst to the provider of the fan theory, anyways, because like they're just providing some of their nerddom. You know what I mean? Like their fandom or whatever. They're like, they're like, check this out. Yeah. This is my shit. And then fucking here you go. You're perpetuating more fans and more. Um, volume in the universe because now motherfuckers want to go back and rewatch that shit and now like you have a new appreciation for it uh, from a new perspective you know and that's like that's really neat that something like that can do that for you too because a lot of times it's hard to um, grasp that other perspective or like be open to other perspectives because sometimes you know whatever um, outlying factors are happening make you see things through a certain light. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, what's going on around you makes you see the movie this way this time. But next time you watch the movie, you could see it completely different. Yeah, definitely. And I have a whole new appreciation for these prequels, and especially, like, the first two. And uh, the, the Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones. Is that what it was? Those are the first two, right? And then it went Revenge of the Sith was the third one. Is this all making sense? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I don't know the order. I don't know either. I'm going to get a mixed up a lot. I'm pretty sure it's f- episode one was Phantom Menace. Yeah, for sure. And then um, whatever. So those first two, they were heavy on Jar Jar. And it was uh, like seeing it as if I look at it like he is a Sith Lord that is there to manipulate shit, then it's a whole different movie. You know what I mean? You watch it a whole different way. And just watching him move his mouth with other people's words, that is enough to fucking seal the deal for me to where there's got to be a reason why he's doing that. You don't have characters do that in movies. You never see that for no reason. You know what I mean? And it's not like he said it right Well, yeah, you see it in Harry Potter. Yeah. You don't... Somebody's fucking making somebody do some (laughs) shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, I I agree. It's a good... uh, it's a good point. And he was like, I, as I was watching it, I started to realize that he's there and fucking things up at like pivotal moments of the movie. He, he's in the bottom of the ship by himself when the hyperdrive shuts down mysteriously and R2-D2 is like fucking with him and like running into him and shit. And he like yeah, well, catches him uh, fucking with shit. Let's play it. Let's play it. And, and then talk about it. All right. Yeah. Here we go. Darth Jar Jar. Darth Jar Jar. Jar Jar Binks is probably the most reviled character in the saga, but does he deserve more respect than he gets? Some have theorized that Jar Jar is the evil mastermind behind everything that happens in the movies, using his outward appearance as a ruse to mislead those around him, similar to Yoda in The Empire Strikes Back. According to some, Jar Jar was a co-conspirator with Palpatine, and manipulated events so that the Sith rose to power and took over the galaxy. It's amusing to consider, but there's no way we'll know for sure. Jar Jar will never be heard from again. The tragedy of Darth Plagueis the White. Supreme Leader Plagueis. All right, so Darth Jar Jar. Uh, 
one thing that they didn't say in there was that I don't know why they didn't bring up the force speaking because that is that was the most like the most obvious thing out of all of them. But uh, droids hate him. All droids hate Jar Jar. He's constantly battling with droids. Oh yeah, they did bring up a lot of points. Yeah, um, and it's because droids aren't they can't be influenced by the force, so they see past his bullshit and well. Sort of, yeah, in a weird like sense, you know, like they can tell that there's something not right about him. They can't, yeah. they can't tell that he's not. Yeah, they can't read his mind and shit, but they no, know like that he's a shapeshifter or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like Jar Jar's not even his real form. Yeah, I don't think. I think it because you know what they were saying was like he's a he he's a master Sith Lord or whatever, so he could like you know change his fucking shape. Or whatever. So, like, when he's being Jar Jar, things could see him as Jar Jar. Like, everybody sees him, like, the R2s and everybody sees him as Jar Jar, but they know something's not right because they could, like, feel the force or whatever. Like, feel like a fucking... Yeah. Yeah. It's a trip, man. And it's like, he uh, he really is there, like, in pivotal moments. And he fucks up the whole Senate thing. Padme puts him in charge. Yeah. When she oh, leaves. Speaking of... Yeah. She's the hottest one. Yeah. I think I was watching that too, and I thought she was. She got a lot of heat in the first movie, and I see why because she like wasn't acting the whole time. She was yeah, like man. talking all monotone. I don't, I don't care about acting. Then she picked up in the second one. She was super fine. Out of all the fucking Star Wars girls, she's the hottest one. I think. Yeah, I don't Le- know. Man. Leia was hot, but Leia was next door girl hot. Ray's you pretty know? hot. Ray's pretty hot, but she's British. She's not that hot. She's all right. <laughs> she's all right. She's she's you know British, so saying? she loses five points for that. Jen, Jen Urso is fucking not even in the same league. She looks like fucking. She's in the bumpkin bunch for sure. So you know what I'm saying? That leaves Padme, but she's, like, she's, she's she's the one, I think. Yeah, she is where it's at, and especially with all of her fucking. But if I like Ray more. So I give you that too. Like I like Ray's character more. She's a Skywalker. Fucking Ray's what's up. Yeah. You know, like I'm with Ray all day. Ray all day. Ray all day. Bang, bang, bang. And we'll but, get to that because there's a crazy new Ray theory too. But uh, but yeah, man, Padme was. She definitely was super fun. It's like it's Natalie Portman. Fuck. Stone Cold Fox. Natalie Portman. That's all you gotta say. No, just in that universe. In real life, she's not even that. She was way hotter in Star Wars than she was in that real life. Yeah. I remember when it came out when I was a kid, and I was just like, what is going on with this queen lady? Yeah, in real life, she's not. And how do I have sex with her assistant? And then I was like, wait, they're the same people? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Have you ever the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the White? Supreme Leader Plagueis. All Star Wars fans are trying to figure out the true identity of Supreme Leader Snoke, one of the new villains shown in The Force Awakens. The most popular belief is that Snoke is actually Darth Plagueis, the Sith Master who taught Palpatine the ways of the dark side. Palpatine mentioned in Episode 3 that Plagueis has the ability to create life and cheat death, so even if Plagueis was killed by Palpatine, he could still possibly return. And Snoke's scarred physical appearance indicates that he's been through a lot, possibly injuries from Palpatine's betrayal all those years ago. The answers should be coming soon. Alright, so that's another dope one because the best one that I've heard so far is the Mace Windu and Snoke theory. Have you heard that one? Yeah, and I'm not buying that one either. No? No. Well, do you think that Mace Windu could still be alive? I don't know. It totally I, I makes think, sense. Uh, yeah, but so does this, So does that one. Yeah, it does. But but it, it also could be Vader. But, I mean, like like reincarnation or taking a new shell is a whole other thing, even though it's something that has been rumored about in the Star Wars universe, especially in the books. And Well, yeah, yeah, so it's not... It's like I said, it's like I was saying, it's like the same thing with Jar Jar, how they can shape shift, you know, like mm-hmm. that's what I'm thinking. Like the whoever Jar Jar is, the Sith Master, you know, is like on the same level as whoever Snoke is. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I think they're on the same playing field. Like they come from the same shit. Yeah. And it's like you got to remember that there's always two. There's never one and there's never three. There's always a, a like a, a but Padawan sp- and a master. Should be a balance though, right? A yeah. good one and a bad one. Well, not two bad ones. Well, no, that's how. Yeah. So maybe that maybe Jar Jar's not a Sith. Maybe everybody <clears throat> thinks he's a Sith, but maybe he's a fucking hidden Jedi. He could be like Yoda. But uh, 
one of the most compelling things about Windu is that when Sammy Jackson was fighting Palpatine in his office in uh, like Attack of the Clones, or maybe it was a third one, they were uh, they're fighting. Mace Windu gets his hand cut off, which is it's not death we know that in the star wars universe people get their hands cut off all the time and everything's fine they get sweet new hands yeah and uh then he kind of hits him with his lightning and throws him out the window the window was already broken so he didn't like go through the glass or anything he broke it with his lightsaber like a few minutes before so throws him through the window and he makes this noise like a grunt as he throws him like Ugh! so he's still alive as he flies out and then he just falls down and he's in the same part of the city where Anakin fell and you know remember when he like jumped off of the fucking out of the like little flying car and then fucking everything was fine you know what I mean you're a Jedi you figure it out Jedi's fall from high places all the time in movies and everything's cool so just because he got his hand cut off and he fell out of a window doesn't mean anything so and he also was like a balance that's why he had the purple lightsaber he was the balance of the good and the bad, the light and the dark side. And he had a choice, like, in his origin story, and he went good. So all of this that happened could have turned him bad. The crack in Snoke's head is from him falling, maybe. Well, there's another one saying that it could be Vader. Yeah, true. And then there's this. When, uh, when Vader died... It was because of the the force lightning, mm-hmm. right? Like it electrocuted him, his circuits or whatever, while fucking uh, whoever got thrown over. And so, like, he dies in like Luke's arms, you know, and uh, and so like, there's a theory that that maybe he didn't really die, that Luke took him to live out the rest of his days somewhere <coughs> in like a, almost like a, a banishment type of ordeal where like he flew him out to like some faraway planet that nobody would ever think to go to or whatever and like hit him there uh-huh. to live out whatever, you know, something like that. I don't know, some theory of like that as well. So what if, what if, um, you know, what if Darth elevated his skills on this planet out by himself this whole time and then fucking you know comes back as fucking snoke or whatever like who knows you know like so so all of those have validity in them in pieces you know what i mean mace windu fucking darth vader everybody all of them all of them have a little bit of validity and until something is said for certain. Yeah, and that's that's how it should be done because then it's still up. You know, you don't know what's going to happen. It's not easily spelled out that this is this guy, and you're just exactly. waiting for and them it, to and announce it. And it makes it. all those characters equally important, and it shows you like how deep the universe really is, and like how everything's connected, and how it's really like things had to have happened a certain way. Or nothing could have ever happened. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like everything is so meticulously planned out, and like, and like nothing is really by chance. You know, like every single thing was like by design for some, you know, strange reason. The way things happen, it's like it could have gone however many ways, but it always goes one way for whatever reason. You know? Yeah, and it's like all this shit, all of these things happen for a reason. And like, like, uh, it shows time and time again in the movies and it's told to us by characters like in, I want to say the original movie in a new hope, Obi-Wan says that no meetings are by chance. Like nobody meets anybody by chance. Everything happens for a reason. It's like the force making shit happen. And that holds true to like the whole universe. Everything, everything fits in like a little puzzle. And there's not just shit happening for no reason because he thought it was cool, you know? Yeah. So uh that's dope. And you know, I think it uh I think it, it Vader could still be alive. And like you said, how Luke took him to some planet to go hide out and shit. That's what uh Because look at right now where Luke's at in the story. Yeah. What the fuck's Luke doing? Yeah. Out on some planet, hiding out by himself, being all fucking 
secretive. Yeah, take, now, taking care of his, taking care of um, your old dying dad, maybe. But now he's a different. Uh, if if you watch Luke's timeline, he's gone through the different levels of Jedi. You know what I'm saying? Like he was a Jedi, like apprentice in the beginning, and he's in the black, right? Uh huh. And then he goes to something else, and now look where he's at. He's in the grays now. He's like where fucking Obi Wan was back in the day when he was old. So like you're see you're seeing like the transformation of like levels. Yeah. Each each different attire that he wears, each different thing is a fucking different level of Jedi, and he's like psh, up there now. Yeah, that's you know? dope. Where the fuck's he been at? Out here, fucking, you know, and like he's he has a deeper internal struggle than most because he has to deal with his dad being the fucking dark lord. He has to deal with him being like the leader of the rebel alliance or like one of the main parts. He has to deal with now uh, his daughter finally grown up and people knowing that she's a Skywalker and now he has to like teach her and protect her and shit. You know what I'm saying? Now shit's about to get real or whatever. You know? It's just like uh, uh, in Rogue One where the fucking... um, where they show the Jen Arso and her parents and like raising her and then when she grows up and then she becomes the focal point of the story for Rogue One or whatever, you know, and she that's like where Ray's at now. You know? She's yeah. just meeting Luke and she's like now she has to find out like who she is and she's gonna we're gonna find out like who her mom is and find out the rest of the story and how she's a Skywalker and find out like you know, we're going to go through the fucking the Return of the Jedi. Yeah. And you know, that's and, what and that's basically what this one's going to be. That reminds me of uh, I was watching like this behind the scenes thing of George Lucas. And it was like the whole production team of Phantom Menace. And they were they had just got done. It was like a little kind of like mini documentary of them making it. And it just kind of showed like the like the brainstorming process and then kind of putting everything together. And then a little bit of the filming and then them watching it at the end. And he was talking about how at the end of the Phantom Menace, when Anakin steals the Star Speeder and goes out and blows up the big like horseshoe shaped ship that is controlling all of the droids down on the planet. So he like destroys the ship, all the droids shut down, everybody wins the war, boom, done. So he was like, This is reminiscent of uh Luke and the Death Star, just like how Episode Seven was reminiscent of Luke and the Death Star and of Anakin and this fucking ship that I don't know the name of. And uh, he was like, it's like poetry. Like, all the stanzas rhyme, but they're made up of different ingredients. But every line rhymes with the next line. And I thought that was, like, that was a beautiful way to put it. And it shows, like, the art that that he puts into it, the time that he puts into his art, rather. And... You can really see it with all the movies and, you know, people yeah, it's say... Like, it's like waves. Yeah, people say that, uh, you know, fucking Force Awakens is pretty much like the original movie. They have to go and fucking blow up this big giant planet Death Star that's killing planets. And they have to hit the exhaust pipe and blow it up. Just like in, there was like a little hole that they had to hit on the Death Star. But all that is like for a reason, you know what I mean? Because... It's the same exact story, just for, told from different perspective. Yeah, and with it's, different ingredients. It's the same. It's a different line with different ingredients, but it rhymes no, but, with the but first one. But it's the one. exact same Death Star, though. Yeah. There was only one. <clears throat> the same one from Rogue One is the same one. Yeah, the one from Rogue One, but in... Uh... No, no. It's the same one, always. No, in episode seven, it's different. It's the whole giant planet, because they showed the Death Star. Here's the Death Star, and here's how big this planet is on the little hologram thing. And they took a planet, and they carved out a big chunk of it and used fucking its sun to, like, power it. I watched it last night, dude. So it's not the Death Star. I'll tell you that much. It is significantly larger than the Death Star. And Han yeah. goes, Han's like, so what? It's bigger. Okay, big deal. Let's do this. <laughs> 
and it's like no big deal but i think it's dope i really appreciate how he does that you know what i mean yeah all right let's go to this next one ray skywalker moviegoers don't learn the parentage of force awakens protagonist ray so all the theories popularized before the film's release still hold water the most prevalent is that she's the child of luke skywalker keeping in line with the idea that the saga is the skywalker family story in episode 7 ray is shown to be adept at flying and she picks up on her force abilities rather quickly this is similar to some of the other skywalkers shown in the film like luke and anakin and besides ray seems too important for her parents to be nobody right palpatine okay so that is definitely a big one because she fucking hopped on the Millennium Falcon and that was the first time she ever flew a ship. She said it afterwards after they like land and shit and then they go back and her and fucking uh, her and Finn like meet and they're all excited and all like geeked out because he just shot the dude and she just flew the ship. And she's like, I've never done it. I've never flown. I've never piloted before. I've seen it done, but I've never actually did it. And she was up there by herself fucking stalled the fucking millennium falcon upside down and shit was flying through a fucking star destroyer so it's like uh she definitely has some shit going on there and well we watched the teaser and it, <laughs> and it shows her trying to hand the fucking you know thing to him the lightsaber and he's not gonna take it no he's got his own lightsaber exactly yeah, that's Anakin's lightsaber. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It is fucking nuts. And it's like uh, one of the ones that I heard is about how Anakin, since he was the chosen one, the chosen one in theory in the universe has been reincarnated a bunch of times before and will continue to be reincarnated. And there's people that think that Rey is actually Luke's dad has an anakin's soul reincarnated into ray and that's why because in the first movies him and uh padme are talking and she said that she wants to go somewhere to like some fucking beach planet or some desert planet or something and he's like i hate sand it yeah, gets yeah. everywhere i fucking hate it so it only makes sense that in his next life he would be stuck on a desert planet filled with sands you know what i mean there's a lot of different like like it's almost like a punishment like a purgatory kind of punishment thing so i think we're gonna find out well, in the next movie who ray is yeah i heard another theory about that too about like why um why he never looked there yeah it's, be it's because of all those things because like he said how he hates sand and like how he came from a bad place like that mm -hmm. you know and then how he never wanted to go back so he never thought to look there yeah for <coughs> luke i think that what it that's what it was that's why he never found luke there and it's and like uh, the same thing has happened with uh jen or so yeah there was a. Uh... Fuck, there's something I was going to say about the damn planet, dirt planet, or something. I don't know. I don't remember. It's gone. Play the next one. Let's do it. Is the father. All we know about Anakin's birth is that there are... Palpatine is the father. That's what it said. <laughs> Teen is the father. Apparently was no father, and it was a miracle. Who was his father? There was no father. As the prequel trilogy progresses, George Lucas sheds a little more light on the concept. When telling Anakin the story of Plagueis, Palpatine mentions that Plagueis could use the Force to influence midi-chlorians and create life. He could use the Force to influence the midi-chlorians. His facial expression while making that revelation implies that Palpatine learned this trick from his master and for some reason decided to give life to Anakin. Things are still muddy, but this is a little better than Anakin just showing up out of nowhere and it gives the series another layer of intrigue. Crazy. So yeah, that's another thing I forgot is that he was it was immaculate conception. Yeah, but Ray probably isn't, and that's why I'm saying Ray isn't evil. Yeah, I'm I'm saying Ray can't be reincarnate of fucking Anakin because she's of natural birth. Yeah, but he's also a he's also a he was spawned of evil, so that's why he was evil. <laughs> 
he, you know, and Luke. Well, is, he was a mix. He wasn't evil. He was a mix of the of the light and the dark, and that's why he was light the whole first part. Then he went dark, and then he became the most evil fucking Sith Lord ever. And then right at the last minute, he fucking went light again and killed the Emperor and saved his son. So there's definitely a struggle going on in there. And killed himself in the process. And killed himself. That's like a super fucking but, but light Luke, side thing to do. Luke Force brought him back to life and fucking took him to another planet and said, here you go, Dad. Made it all happen. Live here mm -hmm. until you come back and Snoke and try to kill me. I remember what I was going to say. What? Uh, when fucking Ray and uh, Finn steal the Millennium Falcon, get out of there. They fucking go, fly up into the sky. They're all like, wow, this is so crazy. We flew the ship and stuff. And then instantly the power shuts down and they're caught in some tractor beam. And out of the whole fucking universe, who happens to be right outside that planet is Han Solo and Chewie. Yeah. Acting like they fucking just stumbled across the Millennium Falcon, you know what I mean? They were tracking it, probably. Yeah, well, they said that they were, they said that they did, that they tracked it. But then he was like, oh, where, where was it? And she says that it was like at the junkyard with the dude, and he was like, that fucking place? I told you we should have checked the Western Reaches, but you were in the Western Reaches. And if you knew that it was, if you were tracking it, you would have known it was there because you tracked it to that planet right there on the ground. Yeah. Or maybe it had to leave the planet and then it popped up on their thing and then they were there instantly, like warp speed style. But either way, it was kind of fishy. And I think it's because, you know, he knows who Ray is and he knows that she was left there as a child and they like check on her. You know what I mean? Like he might have been fucking going by to make sure everything was cool or something. And just the way that when they go to the next planet and she's like, I had no idea that there was this much green in the whole universe. And he looks at her like sad, not like, oh, wow, that's sad. Like you've been stuck on this desert planet your whole life. I don't even know you looked at it sad. Like, how could we do this to you? I feel horrible that we decided to leave you out here. Yeah. Me and Luke and Leia all collectively, you know what I mean? So that was a weird thing for sure. Just to see his face, like when he looks at her and like hears her say that. There's well, he also pain has this it. thing going on with the Millennium Falcon too, where it's like a part of him, and it's like it's like a cowboy and his horse. Yeah, he could sense it for sure. You know what I mean? And he just like he could just let it go, do its thing, and it, and it just always comes back to him, no matter what. People take it, a, like Lando and other people, you know. And then there was another part shortly after that where they go and meet Maz, the little alien chick with the glasses. Yeah, and I was going to say, is that the same planet from Rogue One? Uh, it might be. It's weird, right? Yeah. But uh, they go and meet her. And, I think it is. And uh, Finn leaves. He says that he's going to leave and goes and talks to the dudes about trading work for, like, uh, transport out to the Outer Rim. And Ray follows him. And it's just Chewie and Han Solo. Maybe Chewie's back in the ship. Just Han Solo and Maz. And she goes, so who's the girl? Like all crazy. And then he like looks at her and then it cuts away. So he like told the story just then of like, I was like, ah, what the fuck, cameraman? Get your ass back over there because I want to hear this story. And that's why she went and grabbed the fucking that's why she went down lightsaber there. and gave it to her. Yeah, exactly. Because she heard the story and then she went down there and then fucking, yeah. and that's why she said it like that. This was Luke's lightsaber and his father's before him that's crazy man getting fucking deep boba fett killed luke's family obi-wan mentions that imperial stormtroopers are precise with their shots but star wars fans are well aware that that isn't the case it's believed <laughs> that stormtroopers are the ones who killed uncle owen and aunt beru while looking for the droids but the execution doesn't line up with the ineptitude that's on display throughout the series who could have done it Boba Fett. Not only was the bounty hunter on Tatooine during the film's event, in Empire, Vader specifically instructs him not to disintegrate his prey. No disintegration. As you wish. Maybe Vader contracted the bounty hunter and put him on the job. Luke's hiding. No disintegrations. I remember uh, in one of the Robot Chicken Star Wars, there was like some dude... He was like some fucking like dad. He just looked like some 40-year-old dad with a big old belly and he had on like some shitty suit. And he was like, hey guys, fucking, uh, wait, what did he say? No, what? I lost the word already. 
Disintegration. <laughs> he was like, hey guys, Disintegration Man here. Disintegration's my name and Disintegration's my game. Got some D-bombs, Disintegration Cannon. <laughs> and then he comes by and he's like, no Disintegrations. And he's like, aww. Uh, that's good. Yeah. Poor Disintegration Man. I like it. So that's a dope theory. Boba Fett was always the shit. And he is not Lando Calrissian. Shit. It doesn't make sense that Obi-Wan would hide Luke on Tatooine, which was also Vader's home planet, but a theory proposes there's a method to Kenobi's madness. Tatooine was the last place Anakin would look for his son. Anakin had several bad memories on the planet, including watching his mother die. Not only that, Episode 2 unfortunately shares Anakin's not-so-fond thoughts about Sam. I don't like Sam. Which Tatooine is <laughs> Looking to distance himself from his prior life, Vader may not have even considered the planet due to a desire to forget about the world entirely as he learns about the dark side. It makes sense from a certain point of view. He's such a diva. Yeah, he's Anakin, like, Anakin's I don't want any Sam. He is. I don't like Sam. I don't like it. Oh, I don't know who my dad is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so funny. Yeah. Your dad is George Lucas, motherfucker. Yeah, deal he's with it. He's fucking Snoke. That's who it is. Huh? George, George Lucas is Snoke. And he's coming to fucking rot the universe from the inside out. He's going to be like a fucking black hole. Man, how sick would that be? Uh, he's going to show up like Prometheus and fucking attack everybody with disease and shit or some shit. Mm -hmm. Who knows? Who knows? No, I, I, think, uh, I think Snoke is Voldemort from Harry Potter. That's what I think. <laughs> Me too. And I think he's going to come with like a fucking team of like witches or some shit. And they're going to be like, fuck you guys. And they're going to mix the universes? Yeah, they're going to be like force versus fucking wizardry, bitch. They're going to be like fucking throwing toads and shit, whatever, you know? That'd be dope. They're going to be calling Jedi's muggles and shit. Hell yeah, fuck <laughs> Everyone's going to be getting offended. Yeah. It's going to be what, great. That's what's up. God, let's... I, imagine that, a crossover between like the two biggest franchises ever. Let's do it. Let's Holy make a shit. let's make a shot for shot like shitty remake and we'll take like scenes from Star Wars and scenes from uh Harry Potter and mix yeah. them both together. Cuz there's like different factions in Harry Potter, like you know like Gryffindor, Slytherin, Hufflepuff, all these things, you know, like there's that's like Sith and fucking there's the Rebels good side, there's the good side and the dark side. Uh, yeah, yeah, but how there's like uh, evil wizards and then there's like the good wizards and shit. You know what I mean? But they all have their own. Uh, my point is, they all have their own specialities. Yeah, they all they all have like things that they're good at that the others aren't. They all have like traits like significantly their own. Um, shit. Hell yeah. That'd be dope. It could, it could be really cool to make some shit like that because uh, uh, there's just like so many possibilities. I think those things would actually go pretty good together. They're kind of crazy. Yeah. But in a fucking, you know, and if you're batting universes against each other, like Marvel versus DC or some like parallel shit like that, like I, I, don't, I could definitely see it being done somehow. Yeah. Somebody out there animate it. Yeah, Han Solo, Jedi Knight? When Han first meets Luke and Obi-Wan, he makes it clear he doesn't believe in the Force and mocks the hokey religion. Hokey religions and ancient weapons are no match for a good blaster at your side. But what if he subconsciously could access the Regulators! Power? Some fans think Han is secretly Force-sensitive, since many of his actions in the original trilogy, like flying through an asteroid field, seem a little too fortunate to just be good luck. Plus, when Han dismisses the Force, Obi-Wan makes a smug expression hinting that he may sense something in the smuggler. Who knows? If Han had realized his full potential, the Galactic Civil War might have ended much sooner. <laughs> He's like, yeah, okay, whatever, bro. You say whatever you want, but you've been forcing it up this whole time. <laughs> yeah, just not knowing. And those are like the really strong ones. Those are like the real fucking Jedis because all they have to do is just like train it. It's all like, but, it's all subliminal at this but, point. Check this out. My theory on that is that Luke was, I mean, Han was so good that he didn't even believe in it. He just like believed in himself so much that he never thought there was such thing as a force or anything because he had no need to. He just thought he that was him. That's just life for him. Yeah, you he's know? a boss. That's he's it. just like, I'm a boss. I just fucking, I smuggle shit and I fucking beat everybody in the, in the Kessel Run and all this shit. I'm yep. like, I'm the man out here. Han Solo was Bachelor of the Year. He was like the fucking, he was the Conor McGregor of the universe out there. Yeah, he was. Like in The Force Awakens when that fucking, when the pirate crew comes on board. 
<laughs> and he tells Chewie, he's like, I always talk my way out of it. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna do that. I always do. And then Chewie like says something, and he's like, Yes, I do. Always. <laughs> and then <laughs> Until of course, he gets frozen in metal or whatever that, yeah. that shit was. The fucking uh, what was it? Liquid carbonite. Yeah. Frozen in carbonite. Is that what it was? Yeah. yeah. All right. Good. Samsonite. <laughs> Chewie and R2, rebel spies. What if two side characters were working together to ensure everything fell into place? One theory suggests that Chewie and R2-D2 were rebel spies, solving some of the plot holes their inclusion in the prequels creates. In Episode 3, Chewie is seen fighting alongside with Yoda, who later would ask him to go to Tatooine to look after Luke. That explains why Chewie conveniently bumps into Obi-Wan at Mos Eisley when he's looking for a ride off planet. As for R2, he convinced the Republic not to wipe his memory so they'd still have access to his intel. He just kept that fact from C-3PO. Oh, that's mm. a crazy one. Yeah, I like that. I did. Uh, I read a theory about how the prequel movies are all R two D 2s memory dumps. I don't know, but it's a uh, it's a pretty sporadic one. But pretty much what it is is that all of that was uh, <clears throat> he was in like low power mode for a big section of time yeah but uh he was actually running events through his memory and cataloging them for all the decades that he had been around and getting everything all put together you know what i mean yeah like filing shit and compartmentalizing yeah so all of all the stuff most of the stuff that we've seen in the universe is just out of his memory banks and shit that he's been around for yeah that's cool I, I always knew that you could always tell something was up with Chewie. Like, Chewie always had a connection bigger than just a fucking sidekick, you know? Like, Chewie's a real soldier in the rebellion, and he fucking goes on missions just like other people go on missions, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's a fucking, he's a real, real scout, like they were saying. And, and what they were saying makes sense, like, he was like a spy, because, like, he did work for other people once he got captured. He just did whatever he was told until he could, like, break out or do whatever, you know? And, like, a lot of times, a lot of times when you see Chewie doing something, it's because Chewie wants to do it. Like, if they have him chained up or, like, they're capturing him or anything like that, you better fucking believe that's because he's letting them do it because Chewie rips motherfuckers' arms off just shaking hands <laughs> with them and shit. You know, like, that bitch is strong as fuck, and he's, like... You can't, you can't just capture him. He's a fucking Wookiee, bro. He's a fucking Sasquatch and shit. You know, he fucking will rip some motherfuckers up. Yeah. And he's all powerful. Like, like he's not some punk. You know, and and people downplay that. They think like, oh, they just have some power over him. But nah, he gives up and plays along. That's always the, that's the theme, right? Like, it's just like in real life. You know, like your your chances of surviving and living to escape later or do something better it is always if you just give up instead of fucking be stupid and try to fight to the death yeah. so like uh, that's why you always see them surrender in star wars because that's supposed to be similar to real life it's supposed to like you know be even more relatable it's like okay well, you caught me yeah you got me you got me this time take me away you know what i'm saying like that's that's yeah. what it's all about. And just roll they, with it and then figure figure something else out. Yeah, because they, they know that they can fucking, you know, they got the force, they got all these other things, you know, they got their fucking missions and shit, you know, and sometimes getting caught plays into their mission. Sometimes yeah. that's how they get access to places. Sometimes it's like, you know, that, that could be part of the plan. So you never can discount any little thing like that. Yeah, and it's like uh, they do it all the time in movies. It reminds me of... In Sin City, where fucking big ass uh, Mickey Rourke or whatever is that his name? Mickey Rourke, big dude from the wrestler. Yeah, I've I always get him and Mickey Rooney mixed up. Little tiny Mickey Rooney, a little racist Rooney. <laughs> so uh, I was, what about what about Mickey Rourke? Oh yeah, in Sin City, where he fucking goes to the prostitutes and they like tie him up and beat the shit out of him and they're like kicking him and pistol whipping him and shit. And then they're like, okay, let him go. And he's like, all right. And he just fucking like undoes his ropes and stands up and lights a cigarette. And they're like, you could have got out any time. Like, wh why did you just let us like beat you? And he was like, 
I figured I'd let you broads get it out of your system. And then they ended up like building a partnership after that because then he gained their trust. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's always a reason for it. And he could take it. So he was like, fuck it. Just beat me up. And she was the same way, this, I bet. In the Star Wars universe, it's really common to like capture and then use shit. Like it, they'll capture droids and then like um, train them to work for them or whatever, like wipe their memory and then like put them into active use for the for them. Yeah. You know, and they, they do the same thing with like Wookiees, Ewoks, whatever. Whoever they capture, they try to like milk for information. They try to like turn you and make you work for them. You know, like uh, having a Wookiee on your team is better than having him as your enemy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like any chance to convert something like that, that's always going to be an asset as well. So they're really smart about doing stuff like that. Yeah, I agree. Qui-Gon, Lord of the Sith. Qui-Gon Jinn is shown to be a Jedi Master, but perhaps he had some nefarious plans. Some fans think he was a Sith in disguise and plotted to overthrow the Jedi. Qui-Gon is a maverick who typically defies the Jedi Council's recommendations. This extends to his feelings on young Anakin, who he pushes to be trained despite concerns about fear and anger Anakin's feeling. I request the boy be tested, Master. Knowing that the boy was too old to begin training, Qui-Gon thought that Anakin could grow powerful with the dark side and throw the Jedi into chaos. It's interesting, but it seems pretty diabolical, when Qui-Gon could have just turned to the dark side himself. Tarkin is Snoke? So, Qui-Gon is like the real bad guy as far as like egging shit on and as far as a plant, you know what I mean? like like a spy or whatever because like even look at his weapon choice why does he have a bow like that you know like a fucking double-sided fucking you know like the bad guys use those right no, how, how, how many good guys use those no that's darth maul's thing he just exactly. has a, he just has a green lightsaber no they're both using them no they're not yeah, they perhaps weren't. he had some nefarious plans some fans think he was a sith in disguise no. and plotted to that's just a regular lightsaber. No, at one point, I swear, at one point he uses both. He uses a fucking bow that has a lightsaber on both sides or whatever. He's fighting somebody at one point with one of those. Oh, crazy! Or like training somebody or some shit. Yeah, that's the only person that I've ever seen use that is Darth it's Maul. Darth Maul, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. I think maybe he fought Darth Maul. I don't know. Yeah, that's crazy, because he really was. He fucking defied the council constantly. All the time. All the time. He was just like, yeah, whatever, guys. Like, he didn't take it seriously at all. And he's like, I'm going to do what I want, so deal with it. And uh, who else did that? George R. and other people. Mm -hmm. A lot of people, actually. And then that's like yeah, where, that was a, that was another that's like thing where that, Anakin learns to be a fucking... Yeah. To trust himself more or to, like, be a fucking standout and, like, kind of rebel more. And that's weird because, like, teaching teaching Anakin to rebel but be a bad guy... Yeah, at, at the same time <laughs> to rebel that, from the rebellion. Yeah, yeah, but but like ultimately, that in will always end up like turning on himself again and making him a good guy in the end. You know, it's like that's. I feel like it's a, you know, it's a double-edged sword when you when you teach somebody to to snitch or to turn coat or to fucking when you teach somebody to fucking double spy or whatever you teach somebody to fucking play both sides you know that's a fucking always that double-edged sword because like they don't know what to balance and they don't care they can switch back and forth between whatever and feel okay about it you know like they could they could go from good to evil and then back to good later yeah man that's nuts tarkin is snoke everyone has a theory about who snoke is and we have a wild one of our own could Snoke be Tarkin? It's a stretch, but there's evidence to support it. Snoke has extensive knowledge on the rise and fall of the Galactic Empire, Palpatine, and Vader. In addition, he's never a confirmed Force user, despite being Kylo Ren's master. And if Snoke was an ancient Sith or powerful Force user, shouldn't Kylo be able to control it better? Time will tell if we're right, but it's a fun thought for now until we learn more. Check out more on this theory by clicking on the link at the top right. Thanks so much for- yeah, so Tarkin was a badass, and he did intimidate the fuck out of people. Yeah, he did. So, and he backtalked to everybody. That's what right? I was. That's what I was gonna say because when I was watching uh, the Force Awakens last night, I was thinking about the fucking little Weasley kid, or whatever that fucking uh, I forget his name, but he's 
he's like the Grand Moff Tarkin kind of character that is Kylo Ren's equal. And he's constantly fucking backtalking everybody and telling Kylo Ren, you better fucking watch yourself because Snoke's not going to like this shit. And it's like, you don't talk to fucking... You can't talk to anybody like that. You can't talk to fucking Kylo like that or Darth Vader like that. But they you, do though. But you can because they're equal. They're like they're well, on they're the same boss. level. Yeah. Well, they're higher up, you know. See, motherfuckers and, don't subordinate. They're not subordinate to fucking equals. Yeah. If you don't let motherfuckers talk to you like that, better you equal. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You you do that out of fear. You do that out of like and or respect, which equals fear. You know what I mean? Like ultimately, when you boil down respect, that's what that shit is. It's a fear. Or yeah. Something. You're it's like, crazy you, that there's you like. You know, it's the shit. It's crazy that there's always like this, like this really powerful, scary, like Sith character that has the mask, and everybody's terrified of him, and they just kill people on a whim whenever they want. And then there's always that one guy. That doesn't give a fuck. And it's like, look, dude, I don't care who the fuck you think you are. You need to watch yourself, all right? And you ain't yeah. going to fucking be choking me with your little force choke. Get the fuck out of here. And they're like not afraid. They just speak back to him. And that's the guy to be. Because they're like, you kind of forget how powerful that dude is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think Kylo Ren being uh, Solo's son was really cool. Yeah, I think, I think that was awesome. Um, I think Kylo is like very good as a as a bad guy, but I don't think anybody can top Vader. I think he's super jealous of Vader and is like trying to like one up him, no matter what. I think Vader's like ultimately his idol. Yeah, but um, I don't think anybody is as fucking gnarly as Vader, and I'm still holding on to that. Like hope that maybe vader is snoke and like maybe you know i don't know i think vader's too strong of a character to uh to just die out you know what i mean like he's definitely has to be one of the ones this guy and and supposedly jar jar is the key jar jar is the key so who knows man i'm really interested i'm excited because we'll get a few more Easter eggs from episode eight, and then um, we'll be back to an origin story after that. So, shit is getting deep. Yeah, it is. Shit is getting deep, and and right when you think you got it all pinned, uh, a fucking other turn comes your way, and you get, and it's like a, you know, which way am I gonna go? Fuck yeah, they're killing yeah. it. So, uh, if we we covered a lot of shit. And there's a lot more theories out there. So if you have a favorite one that you uh, that you trip out on or that you tell people about, let us know. We want to know that shit because yeah. uh, there's like there's so many to 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 touch on, and there's so many that are kind of like less known and hidden, but are trippy and make a lot of sense. So we just kind of stopped on a lot of different ones that we picked, but oh yeah, we're definitely gonna do this again because like there's so much more that. We didn't really get like a lot of these that we talked about go a lot deeper than we even got to cover because of whatever reason we weren't like ready. Yeah. We didn't have all of our ducks in a row, but but uh, we'll definitely come back and fill in some more blanks and and find some more Easter eggs and see what's up because this shit is getting getting deep for sure. Yes, sir. All right. Well, thank you for joining us. May the force be with you. Peace, bitches. You know that I always used to say, like, when people say, may the force be with you, I go, and also with you. And that's like, that's a church thing, like a Catholic church thing. Yeah. But they never, ever say it in a Star Wars movie. But I, it always, like, wants to, I want to say it right afterwards. So, so good. good morrow. And also with you. Natural Habitat Recordings.